Talk Live. Yes, it is. Free Talk Live. It is a special Saturday edition of the program. I, those of you who are watching the video stream over at our Odyssey channel or via watch.freetalklive.com or video.freetalklive.com, you will notice I am wearing, here, let me just back up. I am wearing a t-shirt that uh, says Beard Talk Live on it, which is the show after this one coming up at 10.30 p.m. tonight in about three and a half hours from now. And uh, during that show, we'll we'll tell folks more about that. But this is Free Talk Live. We are a live call-in radio program. The telephone number here in the studio is 603 603- Two eight three six one six zero. If you would like to join in the conversations tonight, uh, I am expecting Mister Nobody shortly, and he will be joining us. I want to talk tonight about this. There's a story out of the Salt Lake Tribune: a police shooting of a Farmington man called Brutal Murder by His Family. This apparently is, a, or was, a 25-year-old gentleman who asserted his right to free travel. Uh, this article gets into it a little bit uh, about something about an illegitimate license plate. Uh, if any of you out there have any experience with uh, the sovereign citizens' uh, techniques, you might find this very interesting. Uh, those of you who don't know, uh, sovereign citizens uh, have found legal ways with which to assert their rights to do things like drive around without a driver's license or license plates, that type of a thing. And these have been around for quite some time. It takes some doing to accomplish these tasks, you have to really dig into the laws, know the nooks and crannies of them, and then exert your rights, and then hope that what you've devised uh, sort of passes their muster. If the statists attack you time and time again, we've seen it end poorly uh, with like arrest or violence or you know, fines, uh, you know, legal, you know, wasting of time through the legal channels of court, uh, doing time in, you know, a jail cell, that kind of a thing for the sovereign citizen techniques. But this one was quite literally uh, uncalled for, in my opinion. Uh, The article begins, police shooting a Farmington man called brutal murder by family. Less than a day after the man's family released a statement, Farmington police released new details Friday on the fatal police shooting. 
Farmington police released this information uh, that left 25-year-old Chase Allen dead. The update came less than a day after the family of Allen accused the five police officers uh, who police say opened fire on him, brutal murder. And they said that they were being stonewalled by the police department. The police shooting unfolded Wednesday in the parking lot of the Farmington Post office located at 145 East State Street. Police had initially said... Is this Farmingham, Michigan? Uh, Salt Lake, Utah. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, the farming, uh, mm, a Farmington officer pulled Chase Allen over that afternoon because he was driving without a license plate. Ooh, didn't have permission. Clearly a dangerous man. Now, I'm jumping ahead in the article, but the headline already revealed this. This man got shot dead for this. Right. For driving without a license plate. And it's not even like this. It's it's a Mm. bit more than that. He was one of these, like, uh, he was using these sovereign citizen techniques where he had, like, a a plate that says, you know, I'm not doing commercial travel. Mm. At least the article alludes to that. Ah. Well, there's no law so trivial that the police won't shoot you dead over it. And that's why we're talking about this particular article tonight. I don't know how many more times we have to cover this kind of crap here on Free Talk Live for you, the listener, for the average person to realize that this is never going to stop. This is what you get. This is the output of the system. The system is designed to have output of a certain kind. In, in the case of the state, it's designed for murder and theft. Those are their two major up the gross national product, emphasis on gross here, if you will. Well, and the thing is, you know, if, if, our, if our listeners were typical, you know, this wouldn't be happening because they would be up in arms yeah. and out in the street. Yeah. You know, what we need to do is is get the get the rest of the country more like our listeners, <laughs> because, you know, I've I've been I've interacted with a lot of our listeners sure. in, in person and I've been really, really impressed with them. It, but, yeah, it's it's happened too many times. Well, even in the. Uh, the documentary, the NBC documentary uh, that has been done about. New Hampshire and the Freedom Movement recently. Uh, oh, and, and, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen any of the episodes? There's like no. eight. Okay, it's on. It's online. We'll post a link to it, so I'll yeah. make sure you can see that. I've, I've been it. kicking ass trying to get Self 411 uh, up and running yeah. because it's uh, basically some things were changed server side, and it has not been um available yeah. for a little while and i need to make that available again hey. uh but because because of this sort of thing i mean the whole black lives matter movement yeah. um and which was the loudest movement we've had against police brutality that was a lot of what inspired me to say I'm I'm not going to let cell 411 die. It is a great idea. Because you know, I just want to want the you know, the re- the next Rodney King because this has been going on for a long time. Long time. But the next Rodney King, I want him to have cell 411 and I want 50 of his closest friends to come out of the woodwork when the police start beating him. Say what you doing? Yeah. 
and you really think that's a good idea? The same would go for whoever the next Chase Allen is, who yeah. is who is this kid. Uh, the Apparently, the officer called for backup when Allen became, quote, noncompliant. This is all according to this particular uh, periodical's investigation. Four more officers arrived, and when Allen refused to get out of his car, police say they tried to remove him from the vehicle. A confrontation ensued, and, quote, shots were fired, unquote, by the five officers, according to police. Five officers, and, and between them, they couldn't find an active voice. It was just shots were fired, not we fired shots. Right. At the time, police had not said whether Allen was armed. It, in a statement, well, clearly he was just going to beat all five of them down. <laughs> he was going to look at them very staringly. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give them a dirty look. If he you was will. probably going to say mean things to them. Probably. In a statement released late Thursday, Allen's family disputed the initial police version of what led to his death. Officers claim it was a routine traffic stop, yet the officer requested multiple other officers to the scene a couple blocks prior to the stop. Well, it's so sad that, you know, a murder like this is routine. It happens all the time. Yeah, so the police aren't really lying when they say it was a routine stop. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's what they do. If it, you know, people argue with anarchy and they're like, if it wasn't for the government, who'd shoot you dead for not having permission to drive your car? Right. According to the family statement, which does not cite the source of that conflicting information, uh, this resulted in the brutal murder of Chase at the hands of five Farmington police officers, with them shooting him while he was still in his automobile and likely terrified for his safety. They shot 12-plus rounds at him while he was still inside the car with the engine running and lights on when reporters arrived. The family statement continued. On Friday afternoon, Farmington Police Chief Eric Johnson released a statement with more information about the police shooting, noting that the officer who pulled Chase Allen over on Wednesday afternoon did so because Allen was driving with an, quote, illegitimate license plate, unquote. Oh, wow. Well, now, how does that happen? An illegitimate license plate does a yeah. What's a legitimate one? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess it happens when a when a sign has sex with like a, a metal shingle or something, <laughs> and uh, and they give birth to a beautiful love child. A little illegitimate license plate. Without yeah, they're out of wedlock. <laughs> the uh, statement did not describe the aforementioned illegitimate license plate. According to Johnson's statement Friday, which cited body camera video of the confrontation that authorities have reviewed but have not yet released to the public, of course. They never do. They got to wait till they get, can get the deep fake guys on it. Ellen then pulled into a parking stall at the Farmington Post Office and rolled down the window of his blue sedan only a few inches, refusing to provide identification or cooperate with the officer. Now... Uh, just a word about this behavior here. Uh, I'm not here to give you legal advice, but if you are pulled over by the police, uh, you may act in this way and you are within your rights, uh, near as I can tell. Uh, there have been, especially if we're talking about uh, folks who are acting under sovereign civ- citizen mm-hmm. uh, techniques and principles, 
you know, I've seen this you on... being fully within your rights won't stop them from killing you? Well, so it seems. It and, does seem that way, doesn't it? And far too many times. Really? So... Johnson said Allen asserted his independence from laws of the land. I assume they mean verbally. Sounds like my kind of guy. That's what I'm saying. In the video and stated that he was not required to provide information to the officer or cooperate. Uh, That's true. Uh, Usually the best advice I can give anybody is if you're pulled over, uh, you know, I would probably roll down my window like this guy did just a couple inches enough to get some audio back and forth and uh, my response would be uh something like i'm sorry officer i don't answer questions and then he would probably demand my license and you know whatever paperwork du jour depending on what state i'm in because they get really mad if you say i ain't answered no questions you don't own me bitch right yeah (laughs) a presentation is is key right presentation is key especially uh you know when it comes to a a, a road bandit, a road pirate, right? Mm. Somebody who's armed out there collecting revenue for the state, for the city, for the county, whatever it is they're doing. Mm. So Johnson asserted his independence from the laws of the land and said he was not required to provide information to the officer or cooperate. The officer then called for backup, Johnson said, this is a conflicting account, and then continued to provide the driver with information and options. But to no avail. Did you say he called for the backup Johnson? <laughs> Was his Johnson not working? Uh, the officer then called for backup Johnson. There's a comma oh. there. There's a comma. But yes, otherwise I did say that. This guy's all over his Johnson. The four officers who then arrived included a supervisor, two officers, and one police trainee. There's your five total police. Hmm. Uh, Johnson said together they ordered Allen to exit his vehicle. When he refused, one officer opened the door to Allen's car while another officer attempted to remove him, according to the statement. Now, I don't, it, is, that, is that a legal action that they can take? So uh, they've pulled the guy over. Uh, he's uh, cooperated insofar as to tell them, eh, I'm not cooperating, uh, you know, saying something along the lines of, uh, yeah, I don't recognize your authority. And so now one officer is going to open his door while the other one tries to drag him out of the car. Well, the last statement I've heard on that from from police, there is some debate as to whether it's legal. But the last I heard from the police, I said, whatever, I do what I want. (laughs) Generally speaking, that is what police do, whatever they want. In the body camera footage, according to the statement, an officer can then be heard yelling the words, gun, gun, gun. It's unclear which officer shouted the warning, but Johnson said a struggle ensued. Oh, really? A struggle ensued, which lasted only seconds before police opened fire. Wow. Because, you know, when you're in a in a gang of five and you're all wearing your gang colors and one of the gang members shouts, gun, 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 while you and the other four guys are just going to open fire, right? Well, you can't let your homies, you know, have to take a risk. As authorities began rendering aid to Allen, sure they did, Johnson said an empty holster can be seen on Allen's right hip in the unreleased body camera video, and a handgun can be seen lying on the driver's side floorboard. Johnson did not say whether Allen brandished the gun or fired his weapon. No passengers inside the vehicle and no officers were injured, 
Allen was taken to a hospital where he died. It's unclear if any bystanders were in the post office parking lot at the time of the police shooting. Mm. I don't know this for a fact, but post offices are government agencies, pseudo-government agencies. They're, they're a branch, at least, uh, and controlled by government uh, entities. Mm-hmm. Do they or do they not have all sorts of, ah, I almost had to dump myself there, all sorts of cameras all over the post office? Whenever I go to one, I see a bunch. Well, I mean, I've I've never seen one that didn't, but I've also uh, spent very little time in, in Utah, and I don't know how things yeah. are out there. Um, I just figure that even if, uh, you know, uh, New Hampshire being what it is, even if the post offices here, which they do, have cameras all over, although maybe, no, they do have them in the parking lot, too, or at least on the outside of the building to see the parking lot. So it'd be interesting to see the unmolested footage from the post office if there's any on this thing Hmm. we have learned more from media coverage about what occurred that night than anywhere else right now we found out about chase's death along with the entirety of our community via news reporters and articles written online according to the family statement uh, who accused the police of not reaching out to them about the shooting and refusing to release more information. Imagine that. I'm shocked. Imagine shocked. that. Uh, you, you're five cops. Uh, you, you just killed a guy. Right? You just pumped uh, more than 12 rounds into him. Uh, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, yep, okay, let's just finish it. You don't bother to find out who he is and attempt to contact the family and let them know, hey, you know, I, I assume police will speak in vagaries. But, but that's how discourteous police are, right? They'll kill a guy, and then just like, yeah, whatever. They'll find out when it's on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so according to their statement, police are stonewalling us. Our family has not been permitted to see Chase, I believe they mean the body, and has not been contacted by authorities or justice departments with any information surrounding this investigation. Johnson said Friday that the Davis County Critical Incident Protocol team Whatever that means. What's a critical incident protocol team? A sipped, um, a kipped. It's uh, it's it's an attempt to use so many syllables that you that you take the meaning out of whatever it is you said. It, it sounds to That's me like guess. it sounds to me like it's police investigating police going. Yeah, oh, we investigated ourselves and found we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, as as they will do. It's. Uh, it's amazing how 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 rarely uh, they they find any misconduct um, <laughs> when they investigate themselves. They find more misconduct in like you know a church choir. Than, oh yeah, than they do. Well, they'll shoot a church choir down. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, we dr- we don't draw any final conclusions regarding the actions of officers until the protocol investigation has been completed. Uh, this is a, this is again Mr. Johnson. Uh, Allen's family said Thursday that he was a gracious and loving soul who was known by everyone in his community to be caring, thoughtful, and kind, and would do anything for someone in need. The 25-year-old lived in Farmington with his parents a graduate of Davis High School, Utah State University. Chase was a son, brother, grandson, nephew, peer, teammate, student, and neighbor, amongst many other important roles he played within our community. And, you know, I'm just going to stop there for a second because I'm thinking about this. 
And uh, nobody, what was the, the hubbub in uh, Minneapolis about when they burned the uh, the, the precinct? Um, it was about a, a, a guy who uh, got killed. Um, I by police, and then like riots ensued, right? Yeah, and then and then they burned the uh, the precinct, mm-hmm. I believe, there in uh, St. Paul or Minneapolis, one of those two. Well, I'll tell you, I I I wish there was a group in America that had you know the weaponry of the militia movement and the balls of 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 the black community. Mm. Because uh, people don't stand up when, except when it happens to them. And that doesn't mean they're doing something wrong from my point of view. I mean, obviously, there's there's misconduct at at the rallies, uh, but some of it is, but not all of it. You know, I, I mean, I got to admit, I was I was here in the studio when they burned that police station and I, I kind of cheered a little. <laughs> I, I wasn't so happy when they were burning people's businesses. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. but but I can understand the rage. I just I wish I wish there was a Malcolm X out there to to help channel it in the right direction, because I think the uh, the BLM Incorporated, I don't think did. Uh, just as an activist and seeing what they did and didn't do, it's not how I would have played it. Sure. And so the reason I bring that up now because of this, you know, 25 year old kid in Utah is, I mean, the odds of us seeing anything resembling that for this kid are slim to none. Right. There, there will be no rioting. There will be no burning of a of a police precinct in this particular case. And but hopefully there will be some answers anyway. I, uh, I hope so. For, I'm not holding my breath. For the kid's family, at least. The family statement went on to say that Alan was always selflessly helping and protecting others in need. He had been studying law the last few years and was a patriot doing what he could to defend the people's freedom and liberty in his community. So he was an activist as well. Uh, there's a little bit more to this story, and we'll talk about it here on Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you'd like to comment, is 603-283-6160. Do you know anything about this incident? Does it make you feel any way? Give us a call. Let us know. It's Saturday night, and it's Free Talk Live. Yes, it is the Saturday night version, not virgin, version of Free Talk Live. The telephone number here in the studio, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio this fine evening, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. And nobody. Uh, Nobody and I have been... Uh, going through this article from the Salt Lake Tribune about a 25-year-old kid who got pulled over for either no license plate or an illegitimate license plate. Uh, the cops seem to be confused as to which of the two it actually was. Mm. 
And the cops ended up, five cops ended up uh, pumping more than 12 rounds into this kid while he was in his car. Well, they must have been scared if there was only five of them. (laughs) There's conflicting information about when the original officer uh, called for backup. Uh, Some reports say that he called for backup before the traffic stop even ensued. Uh, The family is calling this a brutal murder. Uh, This kid was a law student. It doesn't sound like a gentle one. Mm. The kid was a law student studying law. Uh, He knew of the sovereign citizen techniques, so it seems, or at least the article alludes to, based on his study of the law, and was exercising them. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, he's dead, age 25, for what? For not having uh, signed the right piece of paper and paid the right fee to the government and placed the the right thing, a piece of paper or metal, on the back of his own personal vehicle? I think that's... uh, Sounds about accurate. I, I I mean, these are actions that should not be happening, yet they continue to happen over and over and over again. It's the system that's the problem. This is the output of the system. It is not designed to to protect this kid. It is not designed to serve this kid. Mm-hmm. It is designed to force his compliance and... If you refuse, as he did, they purport the authority to end your life. Yeah. Whoever thought it was a a good idea to to take a a corporation, which by definition has no conscience and no soul, and give it a license to kill. Yeah. Uh, We've got a little bit more on this story, but we've got some callers. Let's go to unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Hello? Hello? Yes, unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Uh, uh, Tim from Texarkana. Hey, Tim. Thanks for calling Free Talk Live. What is on your mind? Uh, I I was listening to the the article you were talking about in Utah. Yep. And and I had an experience here in Texarkana. I'm from New Hampshire uh, originally. And um, nice. I... I, I have a dually pickup truck, and uh, I for two years I hadn't I hadn't had a bumper on the back, and I had the custom bumper in the bed, and the plate was on the back uh, floor, okay, in the back in the back seat, and I was going to the convenience store around the corner, and and uh, uh, I seen a I was actually following a cop to the light. And all of a sudden, he spun around and went the other way. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, whatever. And um, proceeded through the light and into the the parking lot of the convenience store. And a cruiser with his lights was on me. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't do anything. I'm like, whatever. Okay. So I I pull in. He pulls, comes out. All of a sudden, there's five of them on me. And... uh, Windows are down. Both Eerily similar to this article. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Scared the heck out of me. But uh, my two pit bulls are in in the truck with me. Okay, uh, they're both babies, and and I mean, one's a hundred and twenty pound baby, and the other one's an eighty pound baby. But uh, uh, one cop was on one side. Of, uh, it's summertime, hot. Uh, one was on one side, of, uh, passenger side, 
And I, I looked over at him and I was like, they don't bite. And, and, uh, he was playing with them. And then there was another cop on the driver's side and another cop came and grabbed all my paperwork and everything. Okay. And I kept my hands on the steering wheel. They never told me to turn the truck off. All right. And um, in fact, they were asking me about the truck. What year is it? And uh, sounds really good, which it does. It's a big block. Um, and I looked over on the passenger side and I said, I knew everything was right. The paperwork is all good. Uh, yeah, you I dotted the awful. T's, crossed the I's, all that kind of stuff. Uh, everything. Okay. Uh, insurance was paid, everything. You paid all their and government fees, right? The license yeah, fee and, yeah. you know, went to the thing. Yeah. You got the official paper that says, look, I paid the masters. Even after all that, I got the official sticker on my window that says uh, it's inspected and I can drive it on, on their legal road. Sure. Uh, but uh, uh, I looked at the cop on the passenger side and I my hands are on the steering wheel and I said, Awful lot of people here for no plate, and it's in the back seat. The bumper is obviously in the bed. I just hadn't put it on yet. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm like, he's like, oh, well, we're, we're training, and they're training, and uh, oh, give me an excuse. And come back with my paperwork, handed it to me, and said, okay, you're all set. Nice. Nice. No ticket, nothing. But uh, it was it was like they were SWAT teaming me. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? Well, I was scared. I'm, I was scared. Yeah, of course you were, because they were all armed and, you know, wearing costumes and acting, you know, with a gang mentality, even though, yeah. you know, oh, they're training or whatever. That's just an excuse. And cops can lie to you. Everybody knows that. And if you don't, guess what? Uh, cops can lie to you legally. Like, they're not compelled in any way, shape, or form to tell the truth when you interact with them. You, well, however, that wouldn't be any fun. Yeah, you, however, legally are required to tell the truth. They, they will prosecute you if you lie to a cop. But cops can lie to you all day and all night. Uh, what I am they glad— do. I've, I've had it happen. I've had it happen before, so— Oh, sure. Uh, what yeah, what uh, I'm glad to hear about, though, is that uh, they gave you your paperwork and, and let you go, told you to have a nice day. Uh, I, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the weirdest thing was— uh, every time I've always been stopped for, for any reason, it's always, okay, shut the vehicle off. Uh-huh. Uh, they never, they never told me to shut the vehicle off. And, and I thought that was very odd. Well, they're human uh, too. But, so like, maybe they just straight forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I want to, I, I want to say know. something more. <laughs> I want to say something more about, uh, what their actions say though, to me, their actions say they are capable of, of changing their brand right now their brand is we will kill you and we'll kill your dog right this is the yeah. brand that the police have whether they like it or not whether they disagree with it or not this is their brand it's the brand that's out there and it's the brand they create it now mm-hmm. if the the thin blue line as it were really wanted to change their brand to change their reputation as murderers and dog killers and people to be feared all they need to do is stop enforcing laws without victims. That's it. That's all they need to do. I agree with that. I agree with that. And the fact that they don't and that this is a solution that I think uh, works for all parties involved, at least for the moment, the fact that it has never been contemplated or even attempted tells you everything you need to know about that organization. They won't even consider it. Just don't hurt anybody who ain't hurting anybody. Just ain't that, ain't that all it takes. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Uh, anything else, well, uh, Tim? Was it? N- n- yes. Uh, no, I got nothing else. Uh, 
Hey, we appreciate the, the call. Keep up the good work. Hey, thanks for listening. Free Talk Live. Uh, the phone number here is 603-283-6160. Uh, thanks again, Tim, for the call. Let's move on. We have unscreen caller number two. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Uh, Ted Bassage, B-A-C-I-C-H. Hey, Ted, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Reno, Nevada, but I'm originally from South Minneapolis. Oh, okay. And what's on your mind tonight? You are on the air. Uh, sir, I just want to tell you, I saw the murder of a Terrence Franklin on 27th and Bryan in Minneapolis, um, and it was something that was absolutely horrendous scary for my wife and I. Um, they chased him into the basement of a house mm-hmm. about two houses down from my apartment building. I was sitting out front with another tenant, and we watched the whole thing go down. Uh, Minneapolis squad car came down the street at about 70 miles an hour, slid sideways. He jumped out. He got to his trunk. He pulled out an automatic weapon. And in the next five minutes, there was probably 50 cops on a two-block area. At one point, the captain, the commander, I knew him somewhat, screamed, uh, Red house, green door. Or, I mean, greenhouse, red door. Wow. They went the house. They went in through the front door. They went down into the basement. And Terrence Franklin was completely unarmed, and they shot him eight times in the head. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, one or two of the cops had been shot by ricocheting bullets or something like that. Oh, geez. Because they fired at, yeah, right, in a place where, like, they could ricochet. They used bad firing technique. I think so, sir. It was in the basement, um, and at that point, they put up the police tape, and for the next three, four days, there was over three, 400 people on 27th and Bryant in South Minneapolis. When was this? I went to the Civil Rights Office five or ten different times and said, "You, they are out of control. They're killing people. They killed Philando Castile. Yeah. My son lived three blocks from where George Floyd was murdered. And it was just seemed like they didn't care anymore. It was all about just eliminate the threat. Yeah. Hey, uh, there's something kind of weird with your phone, so I'm going to let you go. But we appreciate the call, Ted. Uh, thank you for the information. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were able to hear enough, but, uh, it, you know, that's uh, obviously either a distorted mic or he's yelling something's going on there. I'm not sure what. Uh, let's move right along. We have an uh, unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, how are you doing? I uh, all right. What's your name, please? My name is Kevin. I'm uh, calling from Virginia. Hey and, Kevin, can uh, you possibly take us off speakerphone because it sounds bad? Absolutely. I uh, do apologize. Um, can you hear me now? Uh, we can hear you. Go ahead. Fantastic. I, I do apologize for that. Listen, I, I'm I'm calling because I'm a little appalled. Um. You know, I tuned into the station because it's the station that I listen to, and, and you guys are are uh, not one that I normally listen to. I, I don't normally pull a weekend duty shift, but sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that commutes a lot of miles. I drive a lot of miles. I drive 185 miles from home to work every single day. I have a lot of interaction, you know, with law enforcement just due to the fact that I got a lot of miles. Really? Why? Why do you think that you is? Know, why? Why do you have all those interactions? Shouldn't you have almost well, none? 
when I say interactions, don't take don't take that too far. My exposure is higher than normal. Okay, so My you're commuting. Is, you see a lot of police interactions. Correct. You're not involved yes, in them. Okay, all right. That that is correct. I am also not a proponent of you know law enforcement as a general rule. Like like I gotta admit, I'm a bit of a naysayer. Sure. Uh, I am a very strong conservative. I'm a concealed weapons permit holder. Mm -hmm. I carry a weapon with me everywhere I go. Uh, But when I listen to what it is that you guys are describing with this particular incident, I'm a bit appalled. I'll be honest with you. I'm, 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 I'm a little, I'm disappointed. I I feel like I've tuned into a liberal radio station somewhere instead of a conservative one that I thought this one was. Well, you Free Talk Live is uh, Free Talk Live isn't necessarily a conservative uh, talk radio program. We are a libertarian leaning uh, program, and so Obviously. you know we get picked Obviously. up by a variety of stations. So uh, I, I, I get that. Okay. My point here is that you don't have all the details of this particular scenario. Sure. And what you're doing is describing this particular scenario in a very stereotypical way, and putting police and law enforcement in a scenario that says all of them across the nation, no matter what market we're in, they're all the same. That's what I'm hearing as I listen to this. Well, there are certainly, uh, there are certainly differences. I mean, New Hampshire cops are, are in my experience, probably, um, about, about the best you'll run across. Um, but the reality is, that that people are always saying it's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. Right. Well, if apples were killing as many people as the police were, there there would be a congressional investigation into the apple industry. I guarantee. I listen. Listen. I I I agree on some terms, but this particular incident, you don't know all the details. Its day in court has not happened. I mean, the mere fact that he was at a post office with a weapon is... Well, I, are, aren't you a concealed uh, carry uh, guy? Yes, I am. Okay, so you carry your gun with you wherever you go, right? Uh, well, uh, I do. Okay, so this yeah. guy in Utah, uh, I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Utah mm-hmm. uh, does not require a license to carry. And so this guy mm-hmm. is just being a law-abiding citizen with a handgun. And much I, like here I in New tell you from my experience that I would carry, uh, you know, because I would be out and about and doing my business and I would be carrying. This is back when I was a person and, and I could carry. But uh, and and I would if I went to the uh, to the post office, um, I would, you know, take my weapon off and I would secure it in the vehicle before I went in Um and, and generally, I wouldn't park on their ground. My hands stayed on steering wheel, and the first thing that they knew was that I had a weapon with me. Not now, throw it in the floor and wait for a scuffle to take place. Well, that that's my life. You, you might be misinterpreting uh, what was read here too. So, uh, this guy was pulled over by a you know a, a traffic stop, so to speak. So he wasn't sure. pulled over at the post office, right? He was driving along. Uh, he saw the red and blue lights come up behind him and decided to pull into a post office. Now, this is 
something that uh, a lot of uh, libertarians subscribe to as a technique, you want to make sure that you're safe. And this is even told to you uh, by police. I'm sure you've heard of uh, these police impersonation folks who go around impersonating police and then people end up, uh, you know, harmed in some way, shape, or form by not police. And so even the police themselves tell you that if you suspect that the police behind you with their red and blue lights on, it may not be police, try and pull over into a well-lit, well-filmed, well-populated oh, cool. area, right? So it seems well, to me good. that this, uh, this guy, this kid here, this 25-year-old kid who was studying law, like knew that it seems to me that that sure. that that was his idea. He's like, well, I'll pull into this very public post office, and uh, this is where the you know where I will interact with these people. Listen, studying law or not studying law, I don't study law, but I'm familiar enough with the law to know that if I'm about to have an interaction with a police officer, I have a gun in the vehicle. I'm about to conduct myself in such a way that I don't get shot. Period. And that, and, and that, you you don't know the details of this situation until it is tried, and a court of law has determined what the end results are. Well, we haven't even got we through the, the rest of the article either. So, uh, and I never claimed well, that I that I knew yeah, all of the details to this. Writing media you, headline, it makes good news. It sounds to me mm-hmm. like like you are afraid of the police, and you have good right to be based on their reputation and their actions. I'm, just like I would this. agree with that statement. I would agree with that statement, and now, I conduct myself as a, accordingly. I I don't agree with every action that police and a, and a law enforcement take in this nation. I don't agree with that. Okay. But this particular situation that you are using as a as a promotion of every law enforcement agency across the nation is bad because this. 25-year-old person. But they keep doing it. They keep killed. doing This isn't the first case. This isn't the first time this has happened. It is not. might be the first time I, you're hearing us on this show talk about something like this, but this show goes back 20 years. You can find our archives at freetalklive.com and listen to 20 years worth of this stuff going on. Why do they have the reputation that they have? It's because of this. Okay. Okay. Thanks Others. for the call. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That man is very afraid. Uh, so afraid that he decided that he must pay the state for the privilege of being armed himself. That's not a privilege. That's a right. Well, see, rights, according to government, are what happen when government takes away one of your freedoms and decides to sell it back to you. For a price, concealed weapons permits don't need to exist. You should just be, as an otherwise free human being on planet Earth, able to arm yourselves as you see fit to defend yourselves against anybody who wants to harm you, regardless of what costume they're wearing, regardless of what gang they belong to. You should be able to arm yourself to your satisfaction and that's a freedom that everybody should be behind. I don't understand why there's this, what do we call it, the, uh, the syndrome, the... The FUD syndrome? Uh, no, no, not, not... Well, it is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's the, it's the disconnect between reality and 
what they believe is going on with police, right? Yeah. What, what they want to believe, uh, cognitive dissonance, that's the phrase I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This guy is running into cognitive dissonance. He believes that police are doing bad things, or so he alluded to on his call. He agrees that uh, these shameful acts uh, are happening and that it's a problem enough for him to call in to a national talk radio program and and say his piece about it, right? So he believes that it's a problem, but not so much that he's willing to accept the fact that the system is the problem, mm. or so it seems. And, you know, I, I can understand that because... Uh you know, when I was, um, when my life was, was very different, mm-hmm. um, you know, 10, 15 years ago. When you were still a person? When I was still a person, when I was still, you know, working as a computer programmer and, and, uh, and I, I, I had money and I drove a, a, a relatively new car uh, and what have you, uh, the police were very different. Uh, in the way that they interacted with me. Sure. Um, And so I might not have, I mean, I realized to some extent that that they interacted badly with with a lot of people. But I I must say, there was a time when I used to to blame the victim as well. I'm there. I'm I'm with you. I had a period in my life... Uh, most of my life, actually, until I was, mm, I don't know, maybe 37 years old or so, 38, maybe in that pocket, uh, where I was, you know, ignorant of uh, uh, philosophy in general, much less libertarian principles. Uh, if anything, I, I think I was what I refer to as a knee-jerk constitutionalist, right? Because mm-hmm. I'd been brought up in, like, religious families. What do religious families do? Whenever there's a problem, like, oh, what does it say in the Bible, right? So, you know, my automatic knee-jerk reaction is, oh, what does it say in the Constitution? We should go there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I call myself a knee-jerk constitutionalist because I was completely uneducated about the political system in any way, shape, or form, and I would just always revert to, well, what does it say? Well, then that's what we should follow, right? Yeah, I I was very much a constitution thumper, um, and it... Uh it, it took me a while to get on board with Lysander Spooner, Bingo. Yeah. Um, who said that uh, whether the Constitution be one thing or another, this much is clear. It, is, it has either authorized such government as we have had, or it has been powerless to prevent it. Yeah. And in either case, it's unfit to exist. The statistics of police shootings can be found on various websites online. You can look them up yourselves. Uh, we have more to talk about regarding this particular story, uh, and we have some other topics as well to discuss tonight. Plus, uh, coming up a bit later tonight at about 10.30 Eastern Time over at watch.freetalklive.com, uh, you can join Nobody and I for an uncensored after show tonight where we can speak freely without censorship over at watch.freetalklive.com or find Free Talk Live over on our Odyssey channel. More of your calls, the rest of this story, and a little bit later, we'll talk about four ways to influence people's behavior besides coercion. yippee Free Talk Live.
the telephone number that you should inscribe on a stone tablet and you know put it near your phone is 603-283-6160 again 603-283-6160 it's the saturday night edition of free talk live in the studio it's myself the captain joining me and nobody we've been talking about this 25 year old his name was chase allen uh cops put more than 12 bullets in him because he was driving around with either an illegitimate license plate or no license plate at all uh, the police can't decide which it was apparently he uh, lacked permission yeah. standing if you will. uh just to finish this up before we get to your calls and thoughts there's only a, a couple of more sentences here uh, local court records show no recent criminal history for allen but according to probable cause statement on september 21st 2022 allen voluntarily showed up at a davis county justice court hearing for a woman who had been charged with a traffic violation during the hearing, Allen became disruptive and non-compliant. These are quotes, by the way, and began to resist officers. The document states he refused to comply when he or when he was told to leave the courtroom. So he was an activist. He was going to other people's trials and standing up for them. A Davis County Sheriff's Office deputy wrote that reasonable force was used to arrest Allen and that he was taken to the Davis County Jail. The probable cause statement goes on to say that while he was being booked, officers found Allen had a small plastic slide credit card device that contained several lock-picking items. Uh, I've carried one of these in, in the past. It's uh, basically a pocket knife uh, that unfolds. It's about the size of a credit card, so uh, you know, it fits nicely in your wallet. And uh, you know, I'm a practical dude. I like to carry a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I used to carry really nice ones until the TSA showed up on the scene. And now I just carry cheap disposable ones. So if I ever forget that one's in my pocket, I can just toss it in the dumpster and I'm only out a couple of bucks. Yeah. But a wise plan. Yeah. Uh, it only took losing one really nice knife to government for me to make that switch. Um, other people takes takes a bit longer. At any rate, the probable cause statement goes on to say that while he was being booked, uh, now they found the knife. Allen matched the description of an individual with warrants but he refused several requests to identify himself. Again, uh, you're not necessarily required to identify yourself uh, depending on what your laws say in your local jurisdiction. When asked to stop interrupting, Allen responded that deputies had no authority over him using an expletive, the document states. <gasps> an expletive? Like cops never use expletives. Like, oh my gosh. Like, that's going to make you, like, condemn this guy. He used an expletive against the police. Oh, my gosh. Quick, somebody panic. Allen was released on his own recognizance, agreeing to appear at a future court proceeding and not to commit any crimes. There's no record of charges being filed against Allen, period. That's the end of the statement. There is no record of charges being filed against Allen. Hmm. So he has no prior criminal record, is what they're saying. That's a... That's a long way for them to say that. The police shooting Wednesday marked the fourth police shooting in Utah so far this year. And come on, it's Utah. Yeah. 
According to a database maintained by the Salt Lake Tribune, the third and otherwise most recent police shooting in Utah happened on January 29th in Iron County when authorities shot and wounded a reportedly suicidal woman who police said was armed inside a van and refused to exit. That, that's always amazing when, when they come across somebody who's <laughs> suicidal and, and, you know, they kill them so to stop them from killing themselves. I guess because, you know, being killed by police isn't a mortal sin, so maybe they were saving her soul. So they shot and wounded a suicidal woman, and then she was later charged with several felonies. So, like, yeah, way, way to go. Like after they killed her, they charged? Well, they don't say she was killed. It says oh. when authorities shot and wounded her, the reported a reportedly suicidal woman, uh, who police say was armed inside a van and refused to exit, she was later charged with several felonies. Yeah, way to help a person out. You show up to to what, right? You, then you shoot them. Okay, so maybe you prevented a suicide. Maybe you prevented you know somebody from doing something they actually wanted to do. Now you're going to charge them. Now you're going to sick the state on them. Like a rabid dog? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to draw blood from you now. Oh, you think you can kill yourself in front of us? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's destruction of government property. That's our job. You're taking our job. We took our jobs. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones for your calls and thoughts. We have Rob in Vermont. Rob, what's on your mind? So I was listening to the previous caller there, and, you know, and it's, yeah, I, I couldn't believe what he was saying. Was it uh, you know, Kevin? It, the the it I'm a conservative like guy. The, is is that the yeah, guy? It okay. Like it sounded like to me like he was saying that uh, that a crime had been committed, but it shouldn't be punished. In so many words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and my feeling is the only way, it, in my opinion, to lower down these police beatings. And, you know, innocent shootings is to, you know, do away with qualified immunity. You know, these unions that back up these cops, they got blood on their hands, too. Oh, yeah. Every time when the police officer fires one of those one of them weapons. Yeah. You know, they're just as guilty. Yep. You know, do away with qualified immunity, and you'll see a lot of these police shootings go away. Yeah. They yeah. need to do away with qualified immunity and also settlements when when they when they do uh when when they do get out of hand and and the courts actually actually find that those settlements should be paid out of out of the police pension fund you know exactly and and, and you'll see a stop to that when they can't stick to taxpayer with the bill and I think that what also should happen is is that you know police officers they have their own personnel files and and all other files and those files should be you know graded on their performance yep. as to whether they should even have a majority pension or should even be a police officer you yeah. know and that should be available to the public. Yeah, and the fact that that already doesn't exist should tell everybody who's paying any attention all they need to know. The organization known, uh, the organization type known, mm, colloquially, I don't know if that's the right word, but known as government, the thugs, the despots, the parasites, the, the thieves, the lunatics that are, that make up this organization type, 
uh, have no incentive to do anything that you think would be uh, looked at as the right thing. The only incentive they have is to enforce the law. Whatever politicians decide laws, and in some cases not even politicians, uh, judges can sometimes create laws. It's called uh, legislating from the bench. And if uh, you know, if you're a smart person, you'll look that up and see what that's all about. But it, it can happen where something happens in a courtroom, and all of a sudden, whatever the judge decided is now law somehow despite not going through the regular process that most political laws have to do. But even then, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The number of laws that exist can't be counted. Nobody can yeah. count them. There's so many that no, people have tried. And like there's, mm-hmm. there's just so many of them that you'll die before you can count them all. Even a computer can't count them all. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incalculable number. And I've actually got a, got a quote on that. Um but but it's going to take me just a second. <laughs> uh, the number, uh, there's no, uh, a- any system should have a mechanism with which to purge useless stuff, right? Uh, when you have a new software program released, you got to upgrade from the old version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets rid of all the junk code that was there prior in order to make it a better product. Uh, the mechanism known as law enforcement has no such purging mechanism. It's got no ass. Can't take a dump. It yeah. can't relieve itself. So it just becomes more bloated and bloated and bloated until everything's illegal. And people literally commit, on average, three felonies per day. That's your average law-abiding citizen just going through life. Three mm. felonies a day. And and people don't believe that, but... If you have have a can of, of bug spray and you don't follow the instructions on it to the letter when you use it, you just committed a federal crime. You know, if you put your prescription medication in a in a uh, in a little vial that you carry on your on your keychain, you just committed a federal crime. Yeah. And if they like you, they're not going to throw you in prison for that but uh they, they don't like me anymore if they don't like you and you become their target yeah. uh you will see truly that the system is mm-hmm. a bully uh, yes. I, I keep bringing this up sometime back a decade 15 years ago government themselves went on sort of this social justice campaign about bullying specifically bullying children in schools and stuff like that and like it's not okay to bully they had all these like psa ads well, they know that's all what over. they do professionally that's what i'm saying like they conveniently left their own organization out when they did all this targeted anti-bullying campaigns and could possibly be one of the reasons you don't continue to see anti-bullying public service messages from governments rob yeah yeah, I would just say that this is it's a machine. It's a it's a money making machine. It's it's a it's a self-preserving machine. It needs humans to, you know, keep the Victimize. money coming in. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey Rob, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. 603-283 6160. Um I this 
is so ridiculous. I'll post the link to this story on all of our social media sites, of course. Uh, and you can find out more about that over at social.freetalklive.com. Uh, I do want to move on because, well, we know that police and, well, government in general, that's the organization type known as government, exists in violation of consent. That is to say that violence and coercion, that is the threat and use of violence, is the state's only tool. That's all it ever does. It only uses coercion, period. So, And I found the quote that I was looking for. Let's hear it. Finish your thought. Well, uh, this is is a quote from a uh, character in a book who is a uh, government agent, so speaking from the mm-hmm. first person, and he says, do you think you w- we want these laws to be observed? We want them broken. There's no way to rule innocent men. The only power the government has is the power to crack down on criminals. Well, when there aren't enough criminals, one makes them. One declares so many things to be a crime that it becomes impossible for men to live without breaking laws. Nice. And that is exactly what they've done. That's a great quote. Uh, So since we know that the state uses coercion and and violence, I mean, coercion is the threat and use of violent measures, Mm -hmm. uh, how can people, you know, get along? What other ways might there be to influence people? We talk about these all the time here on Free Talk Live, but uh, FEE.org recently did an article that are four ways to influence people's behavior besides coercion. Are you listening, government agents? <laughs> we know you tune in from time to time. There are better ways to interact with your fellow humans. There really are. Uh, so I'm just going to skip the introduction here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. In an effort to at least minimize the number of times we ask the government to get involved, if not uh, eliminate them as a, an organization type uh, completely from our lives, from affecting our freedom. Here are four basic ideas for nonviolent ways to influence other people's behavior. Number one, persuasion. What is hmm. Persuasion. Persuasion is uh, well, persuasion is the art of telling a man to go to hell in such a way that he'll enjoy, that he looks forward to the trip. <laughs> uh, indeed, the simplest way to change someone's behavior without using threats of violence is to persuade them that what they're doing is wrong. If they are taking a drug you don't approve of or making a business decision you consider unethical. It takes very little effort to present them with the evidence and reasoning that shows why they should change course. I know this sounds simplistic, and I know it's often unsuccessful, but that doesn't mean we should simply refuse to try. In the spirit of making coercion a genuine last resort, if not get rid of it all altogether, that's uh, me editing the the article Mm here, Uh, we owe it to ourselves to at least attempt persuasion first. Now, you know, do you think persuasion was attempted in the case we were talking about in the first hour? I am not persuaded that it was. 
And trying doesn't just mean making the first argument that pops into our heads. It's about becoming the best persuaders we can be. Have you tried finding common ground with the person or identifying their moral foundations? Have you looked for possible compromises? Persuasion can be far more effective than we think if we take time to get good at it. If you need more persuasion about how evil the organization type, the coercive organization type known as government is, I suggest you plug the following word into your favorite search engine. Democide, D-E-M-O-C-I-D-E, Democide. That should uh, that should really, uh, you know, if you're an evidence person and you, you want to see the evidence, there's a whole lot of it. There's a whole lot of it if you uh, look up and learn about Democide. Yeah. There were a uh, quarter of a billion, a uh, quarter of a billion victims of Democide in the last century, and that, that approaches... The number of people who live in the United States, which is 320 million, yeah. 200, that's a lot of people yeah. killed by their own government. And I want to point out that democide is death by government, for lack of a, a better way to describe it. Uh, if you search it out, there'll be a much longer explanation, but that's yeah, sort of the layman's way of referring to it. It's death by government, not including war. Uh, not including war, and it's generally defined as as wrongful death. Right. So not including, you know, government agents, you know, uh, who who are legitimately defending themselves. Right. Or somebody else, if yeah. that ever happens. It it does sometimes. Uh, number two, uh, we'll come back to number two here on the four methods outside of coercion. That you can use. And let's go to the phones. Unscreened caller, what's your name, please? Oh, Jimmy from uh, Daytona Beach. Hey, Jimmy, you are live on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hi, guys. Uh, you're making these intellectual arguments here, but don't you realize that people don't think out here? Let me give you an example. You ever hear of the movie Anger Management? Yes. Mm -hmm. There's nobody going to read the book of Anger Management that has anger. That's only written to people that don't have anger. You're, you're making a an intellectual plea here, and there's no intellectuals that are listening. Well, we turn. don't we don't know that. I mean, at mm. you know, some point somebody could get off an airplane and get into a rental car that's tuned to the station that we just happen to be broadcasting on because this is a nationally broadcast radio program on something like 170 or 180 mm. radio stations plus the internet. So we don't know that we don't have intellectuals listening. Yeah. Although I'll, I'll tell you, um, the uh, the first prophet of, of my church is Robert Heinlein, and uh, he said that uh, it's far easier to convince a man with uh, with uh, emotional argumentation yeah. than ever to convince him by logic and reason. Yeah, and you are absolutely correct there, Jimmy. Uh, you can find evidence of this by... Uh, any political presentation on television, like anytime you see, you know, a mayor news conference, a, a president, a secretary of state, anybody given a news conference, right? Uh, you can see and tell that they always play to the viewer's feelings, never to their intellectual capacity to use logic and reason. Mm -hmm. So you're you're counting up to four here. Honey, <laughs> I'm a musician. That's all the higher people. I can go. 
half the people in this country can't count to two. Didn't you realize that? Yeah. You, you, um, when you walk down the street, uh, half the people I look look like they're zombies. That's 50% of the country. Yeah. And 50% of the other people that can think don't listen to your program. Right. So who's left? Well, who's left are the are the people who still want freedom in their lifetime, who still want to act, uh, you know, humanely with their fellow human beings on planet Earth. And in order to do that, that minority of people, I think, should gather in one place. Uh, I, the place that I chose was New Hampshire. They're, they started something here with the Free State Project, and that has grown into a much larger freedom movement. People are moving here. Every day, every week, every month, uh, to the tune of thousands. Uh, the goal was to get 20,000 people here to act independently and to figure out how to have a place where freedom-oriented individuals can go. And thank you for the call tonight, Jimmy. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live if you want to join us. He does remind me of what George Carlin said, which is, Always keep in mind that half of the people you meet are below average. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of by definition. But it's uh but it's true. As a matter of fact, the way he put it is imagine how stupid the average person is and then consider that a full half of them stupider than that. More stupid than that. <laughs> yep. That is a fact. You know, there's there's a few people uh, you know, as I get older that I wish were still alive. George Carlin, top of that list. I wish he were alive to just do one more special about the last decade or so, you know, since he uh, since he left us, uh, because yeah. that would be spectacular. People often ask those questions about like, name a person alive or dead that you would blah blah blah. Carlin is at the top of my list for sure. Yeah, although he also, you know, gave up the opportunity to disappoint us because I have been disappointed by a lot of the people that I looked up to back in the day. Yeah, I think we all have. You know, like when D. Snyder decided with COVID that they're just going to take it. Going to lay down and take it. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. We'll continue with the methods of persuasion besides coercion. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here in the studio tonight is 603-283-6160. That's not just tonight. That's the number to the studio all of the time. This show runs seven days a week. Uh, With the exception of yesterday, I I, I had a thing. Nobody had a thing. And the the things kind of, you know, did battle and, and, well, the listeners lost. Uh, yeah. But we're we're here, you know, most of the time, seven nights a week, ninety nine point nine percent uptime, if you will. That's yeah. software speak for a lot. Seven nights a week, seven p.m. to ten p.m. Eastern. FreeTalkLive dot com is the website. Uh in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nobody. 
And some of you have wanted to support us here at Free Talk Live and our mission on a monthly basis, but you don't want to support through Patreon. Well, now we have an alternative that also helps Premier, uh, helps our Premier streaming platform, and that platform is Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for five bucks a month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost you a little more than five bucks per month, but Free Talk Live receives the entire five dollars that you actually pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you are feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's only visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may decide to enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click Join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Hmm. All right. So we began talking about four ways to influence people's behavior besides coercion. We talked about persuasion. Uh, The next one on the list is shame. And just quickly, another way we can influence people's behavior is by shaming them into doing what we think is right. This approach is certainly less palatable than persuasion, but it is not preferable, or is it not preferable to coercion? Uh, Of course it is. It's nonviolent. It's voluntary. Uh, It is certainly preferable uh, than, more preferable than coercion. There are many examples of how to shame and social pressure more broadly can be used to influence people's behavior. For instance, many people in our culture save sex for marriage, not because they think it's wrong to have sex outside of marriage, but just because there's a social stigma surrounding it. There's also social pressure to be polite and have good manners, to run your business ethically, and to avoid foul language. Whenever people talk about shame, it makes me think of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's one, one of my favorite quotes from it is there, there's a scene where Buffy says to a character named Cordelia, have you no shame? Mm-hmm. And Cordelia says, oh, please. Like, shame is something to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes it's a person's personal ethics that prompts them to do these things, but sometimes it's just the fear of being shamed if they don't. Humans are very social creatures. We want to be accepted by our tribe. So if you want someone to change their behavior, remember that a little social pressure can go a long way. And we'll continue with this list of four ways other than coercion for you to influence, well, anybody really. But uh, we've got some calls to take. Uh, Let's go to this unscreened caller. You are on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Uh, My name is E. Pluribus Unum. Hello, E. Pluribus. Uh, What is on your mind? You're live on the air right now. Okay. The best way to influence people is to hypnotize them with the hypnotic media that is being listened to right now. This is CNN, even though it's not. (laughs) Yeah. The media is hypnotic, and it controls what people say and do and think. But people don't know that. Yeah. I made a decision. 
I made a decision, I don't know, man, uh, more than a decade ago, 12, 15 years ago, I made a personal decision. Uh, you know, it, the Internet influenced this decision, of course. I made a personal decision to consume media on purpose, right? Now, that's a little different than uh, what most people do. Most people are fed media, right? They they get home from, you know, their work or whatever, uh, and they right. go to their living like room, turn on the TV, and then watch whatever gets fed to them. Maybe they got their favorite channel or their favorite news program or whatever. They, they, they allow information to be fed to them. I don't do that. Uh, I go home after my day of no, work or whatever. The media does it. The transmission of your voice does it. That hypnotizes them. It's not what they're watching. It's what's being broadcast and how it imprints on their brain. Sure. So how can you know if you're not hypnotized or not? That is a good question. Nobody? How do you know if you're not hypnotized? Uh, you notice that everybody else is? I think so. Because, see, they give you a uh, suggestion, and that's the trigger, and then, bam, it happens, you know. Well, they, the say, they say to see the farm is to leave the farm. And the best analogy I can think of is that you as a human being, we as human beings, are, at least according to the organization known as government, uh, tax cattle, right? Uh, we are cows uh, who bear milk. The milk, of course, is our life's effort, right? Now, that's represented yeah. currently by money, right? So the government wants to take as much of that as they can, but they, much like domestic farmers, found out, like, I don't know if you, Do know, you know this. Do you know what the name of the government is? I'm sorry? Do you know the name of the government? What is the name of the government? Do you know what their name is? You tell me. The name of the government is the United States of America. Well, that's the name of the government and, that, that claims but, 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 that I'm their property, on. yes. But, 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 but it's an English organization, and it's a temporary one. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, over the course of history... Uh, that that you know, I hope that that is true. I hope that it is a temporary yeah. organization. Well, Thomas Jefferson said that history is the proof. Yeah, I can't really disagree yeah. with you, man. So how about was how there about more to that? You quote? asked me a question. Yeah. Well, it all depends. Uh, let's see. How about you tell me what you want me to tell you because I know. Yeah, I'll ask you a question. Uh, so uh, many folks uh, have no idea that your name that you stated, E Pluribus, uh, you know, has a part missing. It's E Pluribus Unum, uh, or yeah. Unum, depending on how you want to pronounce that. It appears on most of the U.S. money. You want to tell mm -hmm. folks what that is, where it comes from, what it means? Well, on the back of the $1 bill is a corporate contract, and it's between England and a citizen whose name is E. Pluribus Unum, and it's an open, volunteer, already appointed position for a citizen with the same name. Okay. But see, nobody knows this because the government quit teaching it to us in 1863. That's when they changed the, the, year Lincoln and the was rules assassinated. of the election. Right. See, my great-great-grandfather sold the gun to John Wilkes Booth that shot Lincoln. So, therefore, I know stuff that people don't know because it's a part of my family history. Hmm. Well, I'm surprised you and didn't so, come out with Six Semper Tyrannus uh, if you were well, going to give like, us some Latin. Well, see, uh, the name itself isn't that it's Latin. It was the name that was chosen by the owner of the land. Uh, the person that owned America was the king of France. Mm -hmm. And it got in, and it got invaded by England, and it was the New World, what we call America. 
And uh, so all this stuff happened, and I know all this stuff about the government that people don't know. So what is your question? What would you like to know about the Constitution or the Declaration or the people or their rights? Because I know the real stuff. I mean, I, I think I know enough, right? I, and, and that is just to say, like, I'm not a scholar of law. I'm not a scholar of the Constitution. I, I don't, uh, you know, well, nobody here is well, much he, better at, at bringing up, like, dates of history than I am. Right? That's not a forte of mine. But, right. like, I, I think okay. I know enough to know that the Constitution and all of the laws that have spawned as a result of it uh, are a poor, barbaric uh, method, uh, an ancient devious, murderous yeah, method it's, it's of, a, of managing document. people. and It's an English document, and people aren't in it. Only government officials who are elected. They're the only ones that are in the Constitution, because the Constitution is the Constitution of the government that's named the United States of America. Sure. And the, in, the entity that hired them was the Republic Nation of America and its representative. That was Thomas Jefferson. All right, so here's a question for you. You got a bad deal. Yeah. Here's a question for you then. Uh, The Constitution, how come it has not been able to prevent the behemoth empire that exists today? Because it's based upon events and not words, and our history has been altered, and people don't realize that. The, the Democratic Republican Party is the grand old party from England, and they don't represent us. They represent England, and the American people have no rights because they're not in the constitution of the government. All of our rights are in the Declaration. You won't find any of the words freedom, uh, uh, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. All of those are in our national documents of the nation, which are different than the laws of the land that the government and the courts have created. Right. The Constitution was supposed to be the laws that govern, well, government. Hmm. Well, no. The Constitution, the founding fathers were hired to amend the Articles of Freedom from the Confederation of French Polynesia or the New World or America. Right? But they didn't do their job, and they wrote a different Constitution that was based upon England. So when we had a war with England, when they invaded France, the colonists helped. France because they owned the land, mm-hmm. and so did the Indians and the black people. But see, when the King of England surrendered to the King of France, it happened in England. They didn't surrender to the United sure. States government right. because it never started until 1803. And that is on the 8th Act of Congress, line 10. It says, this is a temporary government because our first representative left the first chair open of the legislative branch that created the lower two branches sure. that are in Washington. Yeah. Uh, governments like to right? like to say things are temporary all the time. I have a different question for you. I don't know if you were listening to our first yeah, first hour where we talked about this 25-year-old kid in Utah. Uh, who it got... happened because the police, they go by the county code, and all the counties are English, and to the courts, to the local courts, the laws of the land, they go by the penal code, which is another English document, and the cops were just doing their job, but the guy didn't have any rights. So the cops can do whatever they want. But see, that's separate from how the government works. And people have nothing to do with the government and the elections that we have. Mr. Obama was the final president. He completed the mission of the president, but they forgot to tell you. (laughs) All right. Hey, thank you for the call tonight, E Pluribus Unum. We do appreciate you. Uh, Let's move on. We have an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Yes, Ed in Utah. Hey, Ed. Um, Yeah, hi. Very interesting show. 
uh, a little bit of my background. Um, I've had my times passed with the John Birch Society and the Libertarians and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I did with sign which on with society the uh, Trump phenomenon. Pardon me? Uh, what was the name of the society you named? The John Birch Society. Oh, the John Birch Society. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was briefly a Bircher, yeah, um, uh, decades ago, and then briefly with the Libertarian uh, um, uh, Party and what have you. Um, I did sign on with the Trump phenomenon mm-hmm. for several reasons, and it goes a little bit back to that previous caller. Very interesting. Um, uh, here's, here's my thing with your persuasion argument. The problem with persuasion, I, I, we're not out here. We don't really have to persuade others. It wasn't so much a matter of, of persuading uh, people to, to uh, adhere to the Bill of Rights. Uh, that's where I agree with that caller. The Bill of Rights and the Declaration are distinct, separate, and superior documents to the Constitution. Now, on that part, I agree with you, you two. Mm-hmm. But here's my, my larger point. What, in my view, uh, uh, for our freedom and, uh, and uh, our, 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 our way of life, if you will, as Americans, was what Donald Trump was able to do was bust through like a political com- combat engineer. And there's a lot of evidence to, su- to support that. He wasn't fighting against the Democrat Party. <clears throat> he was fighting against the grand old pukes uh, uh, first. You remember? 17 on that field uh, where he had to beat them before he beat Hillary Clinton. And that was, I view, uh, that's where I disagree with the last caller. That last, that was the last, if you will, legitimate, if, if you can say that, election, in that they had to wait till 4 a.m. and they couldn't steal Pennsylvania and Michigan, what yeah. have you. Well, let he, me, let me ask you, through there. let me ask you, Ed, um, why do you believe that elections, a, a glorified popularity contest, why do you believe that whoever wins that election gets to tell everybody else what to do. Well, that's the thing. The, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was set aside by la- several of the last presidents. I mean, uh, in my lifetime. Uh, uh, here's why. Because you need real politics as opposed to what we look at as, as uh, philosophical uh, politics with the Constitution, the Magna Carta, etc. Why do I need that? Life on the streets. And that's what Trump was able to do. He was able to bust through the billionaires club, of which he was one. He busted through, and he put them on notice, and to the point where they had to. He took a lot of arrows for us. Uh, he helped reform the GOP, uh, the GOP, because Rush Limbaugh abandoned the free trade wing of the Republican Party sure. and threw them aside and went with Trump. Him and Phyllis Schlafly of Eagle Forum, yeah. those two rather mainstream people were needed. To, if you will, topple what they had in mind. I'm not. I'm not arguing that anything that you're saying is is untrue. What I what I am saying is that it doesn't matter who's in the chair. It's the chair that's the problem. It doesn't matter if Trump's in the chair. It doesn't matter if Obama's in the chair. It doesn't matter if Carter's in the chair. It doesn't matter if George frickin' Washington is in the chair. It doesn't matter if nobody here sitting across from me is in the chair. It's the chair that's the problem. I think it would be a lot better if nobody was in the chair. I would well, really love uh, for nobody to tell everybody what they need to do. Well, and thank my- you for the call tonight, Ed from Utah. We appreciate you uh, listening and calling 603-283-6160 is the number if you would like to join us on tonight's Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, moving to uh, number three from these four ways to influence people's behavior outside of coercion. 
Uh, we went through number one, which was persuasion. We've mentioned that a few times tonight. Number two, shame. Shame on you, nobody. Shame on me? <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. Uh, I just, you know, throwing it out there. Uh, moving on to number three. <laughs> well, you didn't win the election is, is what happened. I didn't win the election. Yeah, so. But, you know, if I if I had won an election, I probably would have been ashamed because not many people win elections without doing things that I would be ashamed to do. Mm, indeed. Uh, so number three here on the list of four things, deal making. This one takes a little creativity, but it can open up a tremendous range of possibilities we hadn't even considered. Let's say your neighbor does something you really don't like. Maybe their front lawn is always a mess. It overgrows. There's trash everywhere. And it just looks terrible. Let's say they also have a grievance with you. Maybe you just painted your garage door and they hate the color. Well, now you could try to pass a law mandating that they keep their lawn a certain way. And they might try to pass a law mandating what color you can paint your garage door. Neither of these are solutions that you should explore, in my opinion. But instead... What if you got together and you made a deal? If you keep your lawn according to these standards, I'll paint my garage a color that is more to your liking. You sign a contract, such as a restrictive covenant, for example, uh, or just have an agreement with your neighbor, and boom, problem solved. No Mm. government required. It won't always work out this way, of course, but again, the question is, have you at least tried making a deal? Have you thought to exchange value with your neighbor? Too many people, and I'm going to use the word knee-jerk again, knee-jerk into using the state as their response. That's not a word. That's a phrase. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If you just eliminate the space and write it all, it could be one word. We could change it. I'm confident. You know, if if, if ginormous can be a word, right, that's a portmanteau. Can ginormous be a word? Of course it can. Well, we need to find a good portmanteau of... uh of knee jerk and, and it's hard because they're both <laughs> one syllable words so they're not easy to contract That's maybe true. maybe we should do that on the uh, port to- portmanteau section of beard talk live tonight yeah maybe if if our brains will it, it i will do have a word i brought a word to introduce you to oh really for beard talk live tonight i did okay all right uh beard talk live at ten thirty p.m about a half hour after this show free talk live comes to conclusion it is an extension we tell you what we really think it is an extension of this show but it is online only over at watch.freetalklive.com or video.freetalklive.com uh and it is uncensored because it's online only so that means uh, nobody and i can use a foul language so and we do uh, personal discretion is advised but it's not necessarily required yeah, I mean, if you're too wimpy to hear it, uh, <laughs> we, we're just as happy not to hear from you. <laughs> uh, so have you tried making a deal? If you're really keen on avoiding coercion, but you can't stand someone's choices, you might even consider paying them to change their behavior. Hey, it's worth 20 bucks a month to me to keep your lawn nice, you might say to your neighbor. Some might call that a bribe, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. As Murray Rothbard keenly points well, out... I'd rather bribe a man than beat him. F and A. Uh, as Murray Rothbard keenly points out in Man, Economy, and State, a bribe is only payment of the market price by a buyer. The point is, 
people can be convinced to do or not do an awful lot if there's something in it for them. And, oh, yeah. And, and that just plays to human incentive, right? Humans respond to a few incentives rather well. The financial incentive, they respond to very well. If there's some way for them to profit uh, in a scenario, if there's something in it for them, they respond very well. One of my favorite things to say to people who uh, complain about, you know, some people who, who, you know, work hard and, and, and get more than their fair share, they say. And I say, well, you know, there's two ways to introduce, to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, um, influence somebody's behavior basically now he comes up with four but Mm -hmm. i think you could fit both of those into these two ways which are the carrot and the stick yeah and if you show me a society where nobody's getting more than their fair share of carrot i'll show you a society where somebody's getting more than their fair share of stick that is a scientific fact (laughs) uh yeah the problem Outside of you know the chair, right? Outside of having a king, uh, uh, one person to rule you all, right? It, it's it's a horrific idea. Why should any man rule another man? They shouldn't. Period. Right. But just like one ring to rule them all, which I believe was a metaphor for government, it is addictive. Oh, my precious. Yes. If you have the pathological yes. personality to want to. To want to control people, and that is why the ring of all power must be destroyed, because no one is fit to bear it. Not I, even nobody. I couldn't really agree more. Uh, back to incentive, though. One thing governments do not do is use any other version of incentive when it comes to enforcing their edicts. Well, government is not eloquence. It is not persuasion. It's force, naked force. And like fire, it is a dangerous servant and a cruel master. Yeah, it is. It's a disease, in my opinion. It's. I didn't attribute that because I, I think that the quote is apocryphal. So Yeah, but it's still uh, poignant. It's still good words. Indeed it is. Uh, So people do respond to positive incentives and they respond far better to positive incentives and voluntary cooperation than they do to coercion. Coercion is the use and threat of violent force. People will only do the minimum under coercion. They will only do what is required of them under coercion. But under voluntary cooperation, mankind often goes the extra mile. Innovation often exceeds expectation when it's voluntary and cooperative instead of, well, wrapped in a veil of coercion. 603-283-6160. More of your calls are coming up tonight on Free Talk Live. And we've got a couple other things in store for you as well. Live. 
much. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Saturday night. Just washed his lips and get to the full weapon. Yes, thank you for tuning in to the Saturday Night Live edition of Free Talk Live. Because it's live and it's Saturday. Yeah, it's not that we're on Saturday Night Live. So, you know, based on my very William Shatner-like experience with speaking into a microphone, uh, it is the Saturday Night Live edition of Free Talk Live, not to be confused with he the Saturday Night Live. He tried to the microphone and he shattered all over it. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, anyway, the telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. We've got several calls on hold already. We'll get to those momentarily. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. And nobody. I want to take a quick minute to say thank you to Steve Reddle. Steve is a gold-level contributor as an amplifier. What is an amplifier, you might ask? Well, uh, you can find out all about the amplifier program over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, amps allows you to contribute a sum of money. Uh, in this case, I believe it is 10 bucks at a gold level to help get this radio program onto more radio stations, onto more streaming platforms, and generally help spread the word, the mission of freedom, peace, and prosperity to all of mankind. Makes us louder and prouder. So if you enjoy the program, I, we had a couple of callers that were like, I've never heard your program before, and that's fine. Uh, we appreciate you and people who have been listening for a long time. If you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the content, the stories, the topics, and the method with we with which we bring you this program, please consider contributing and becoming an amplifier. You do get some special perks. There's some you know things you get uh, when you contribute, but that shouldn't be the reason you contribute. Uh, you should contribute because you want to help us spread the message of freedom to more people. I like people. me some perks. <laughs> the wrong guy to perks, nobody. Uh, thank you again, Steve Reddle, for your contribution. We do appreciate you amps.freetalklive.com. We've got more to talk about tonight, but we also have calls to get to, so let's go to Jerome in South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm good, Jerome. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting on top of the world for a little while, and sitting on top of the world. For a little while. That's Je- one of my favorite songs. Jerome, did you hit the bong before you called us tonight? Excuse me? <laughs> me? Just curious. You don't I have to tell medicine. us. I, you were just singing, I and I was like, man, he sounds baked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it's because I, I, I got some, some very delicious, I got a secret news. Well, I was checking my phone before I was. I called you. Okay. That's what I found out. You found out yeah, that uh, government is an illegitimate way to organize people and that you condemn the process of coercion that it creates upon mankind. Do you do you ever do, do you ever stop? No. You, you know, you sound so un-American. You know, excuse me, Jerome. What is the what is the most American thing a person can do? That is advocate for independence. Am I wrong? Don't you? Don't am, you? Am I wrong? 
and, and crown Am I wrong? With brotherhood. Am I wrong? Is advocating don't for independence that? not the most American thing a person can do? Don't you sing the national anthem every day when you wake up? Is no, of course not. Why would I sing the irrational anthem? Why would I further brainwash myself into an organization of coerciveness? Hey, can I just get to my secret? Okay, all right, go ahead. What's your secret? George Conway and the little skank he was married to Kellyanne are getting D I V O R C E D. Why do you care? Are you going to ask her out? Do you have the hots for her? Oh, yeah, right. I, I like thought them, of that. Nobody. I like That's bo- brilliant. I like some bony. <laughs> I like bony Maroney. No, I'm not asking her out. Okay. I'm not. In, I'm nowhere near her tax bracket. <laughs> they were married yeah. for 22 years. Well, I, it's as I easy to fall in love with a rich way. woman as it is to fall in love with a poor woman. Yeah, I'm gonna let her tempt me. How about that? Although, if you become a hobosexual, that is dating homeless only, <laughs> then you don't have to worry about it when you're done. You just drop them off wherever. Yeah, that's the nice thing about dating homeless girls. Hobosexual. Yep. As, as someone once said, I don't think so. <laughs> They're getting divorced. Why do you They're care about divorced. these about I these just, media douchebags who are getting divorced? Why do you care? I don't know. I just like to see how, to, like I said before, I just like to see how the other half lives sometimes. Yeah, so, you know. so, so you are addicted to the soap opera of politics as... I have stated many times. No, it's just that I never saw how two people who are diametrically opposites could ever be married. Dianetically? Like L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> diametrically. Oh, diametrically. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. I, I misheard you. you. You heard me. You're just trying to be a wise guy. I, I know I know how you are by now. No, it's it's trying I to be know. a wise ass, not a wise guy. No, I'm see. This is radio. I can't talk like that. Sure, you can. You I can gotta say clean ass. my. I gotta clean it up. Heck, now, my my that, name is that, Captain Kickass, and that's radio friendly. So there you go. Well, I gotta I gotta find a way to listen to the podcast because I like it when you talk dirty. <laughs> well, then you should definitely <laughs> check out. Thanks for the call, Jerome. Yeah. You should definitely check out Beard. Dot uh, and listen to uh, Beard Talk Live because, well, we get to say all the words we can't say on the radio. If you like us when we're down and dirtiest, that's when we're downest and we're dirtiest. <laughs> uh, let's move right along to unscreened caller number two. What's your name, please? Unscreened caller? Unscreened caller number two. Yep, I'm here. All right, what's hey. your name, please? Uh, this is Peakless Mountaineer. Peakless Mountaineer. Wow, your name is just like the guy who's supposed to be in this empty chair next to me. What's up with that? Yeah, we have a lot in common, me and that guy. Oh, interesting. Tell us more. Uh, including the fact that we're both stranded because uh, our car <laughs> broke down and couldn't go to the show tonight. Seems to be going around. I had the same problem myself last night. I'm pretty sure it's my starter. Oof. Hmm. No good. Yeah, but anyway, enough so, about I- our personal lives. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, give you guys an update on the, uh, so you, you were talking about, uh, you know, the police murdering uh, someone earlier. So there is this wonderful, beautiful way of uh, stopping funding that, uh, which is uh, Bitcoin and the related technologies. What? How do you do um, that? Well, if you start exchanging your goods and services for cryptocurrencies, then that doesn't fund these murderers. 
So because you're using a different currency to exchange products and services with your fellow man, uh, the government can't take any of that? Is that what you're saying? That's right. And yeah, It's not illegal if you don't get it. caught. I'm sorry, go ahead again, Peekless. I said, and more importantly, they can't print it. So the more value that we get from the dollar into things that the governments don't print, the less they can pay their soldiers to run around murdering us. Wow, that's amazing. How come uh, this hasn't caught on like hotcakes or wildfires? Well, people don't really seem to be a fan of freedom, as far as I can tell. <sighs> Boy, that sucks. Uh, at least 80% of the population isn't anyway, if you look at what happened during COVID. But, but uh, I wanted to call in with a particular detail on the subject. All right, go ahead. So uh, South Dakota just passed a law to alter the uh, Universal Commercial Code. And uh, usually these things are kind of boring, but uh, this one uh, specifically excludes Bitcoin from the definition of money. Oh, now, why should we care about that? Well, because it's going to make it a lot more difficult for anyone following the, commercial, the Universal Commercial Code, and uh, especially every, anyone who's compliant with uh, every state that decides to alter it, to integrate Bitcoin into their financial system. That sounds fine and, to me. And uh, and also, well, so that's the thing. All of this uh, value and all of these systems do have to translate over into the new system. Oh, I see. Okay. And, uh, all right. So, uh, bottom if, line, it uh, slows down adoption. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, I obviously don't enjoy that. I think that uh, both governments and corporations around the globe are attempting to slow down adoption of cryptocurrency. I don't think it's working. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely working to slow it down. I mean, it's yeah. too late to stop, but they can keep it from uh, from getting any faster. Yeah, maybe I'm conflating of, uh, stopping with, with slowing down. Uh, it it yeah. seems to me, though, that no matter what they try, it's not going to stop it. Yeah, that's true. I certainly well, like I just to think to it won't. Give an update in the in in the, the war for your value. Hey, I don't know if you're watching online or if you received an image that I uh, uh, alerted you to uh, earlier today. Do you have an opinion on the shirt that I'm wearing? Oh, I did not get that image. Oh. Uh, that's, uh, over in my Telegram. Oh, it it is. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, unfortunately, my phone doesn't let me use the internet and the phone at the same time. All right. Well, then uh, you'll be totally jelly, and uh, you know maybe we'll hear from you during Beard Talk Live. Perhaps we'll see what happens. That's the plan. Hey, thanks for the call, Peakless. We appreciate you. Moving right along, uh, let's go to unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Renee. Hey, Renee. Where are you calling from? Uh, New Iberia, Louisiana. Louisiana. All right. You are live on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, what's on my mind is uh, big corporations like Walmart and the Super One. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, back then in history, you had a gas station attendant. Offshore, you have a tankerman for boats, but they didn't get rid of the tankerman, but they got rid of the gas station attendant on the land. My thing is, Walmart is like in the store business, like the California of stores, okay. so to speak. So when they start something, all the other stores follow. Okay. They started this, 
they started this stuff with taking care of your own groceries without the cashier. Right, right, the self-checkout lines. Next thing you know, they they had mostly, like they're pushing for mostly self-check. And then if you come in after 7, it's self-check only. And Super 1's like contended for it. Oh, I was not aware of that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that eats me up is, you know, here you got big business with investments that want to work you the hardest, the longest, the most for the least. Mm -hmm. They have, I work for Walmart indirectly by Advantage Staffing. Okay. They just want you to have 40 hours. Mm -hmm. They, uh, They sell most products with other companies that have uh, planned obsolescence so that they're raking in some more money. And here they're going to go to, you got to check it yourself. That That's like offensive for me. You know, like what else do you want from me? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you keep making more money well, in all kinds of ways. And, and, and you don't want to, I mean, I want, that's like disrespectful for me. I want a person for cashier. I'm wondering if, Somehow, Dollar General, Family Dollar, and mom and pop stores are going to rake in for people to get tired of Walmart's. Not, I mean, well, that's, a, that's a good question. Now, I, uh, you know, I disagree with you in in a couple of things, and that is uh, to say that I really enjoy the self checkout. Why would I say that, and why do I enjoy that? Well, uh, it's pretty easy. Uh, I am a better and faster cashier than most cashiers, and I have never been uh, a cashier in a grocery store. But I've seen what they do. I put my groceries up on the little conveyor belt. I've watched them scan the barcodes and the prices come up uh, and all that kind of a thing. Uh, I can generally do that faster than they can. Plus, it's my own groceries, so I get to bag them however I want. So, you know, I don't get, like, crushed chips or broken eggs and stuff like that uh, when I bag my own my own stuff. So I actually prefer that. Plus, uh, I like to shop outside of, like, the busy hours. So you're telling me that uh, after 7 p.m. is a time when there's uh, self-checkout only. Uh, that seems to yeah. me like if I ever – and I, I don't try to shop at Walmart. They're not my favorite store. But occasionally, because of where I live, it's the only place I'm going to be able to get something, particularly at certain hours. Uh, so occasionally, right occasionally I'll go in there, and now you've told me about this thing that they have where now I'm going to be more inclined to go after 7 p.m. when I do need to go to that particular place. However, it should, shouldn't should be like a choice. I know they could do what they want. It's America. And then what are these psychological ramifications? I mean, mm. you're a grown man, but, I mean, you, we've seen what COVID did with schooling from computers, oh, you yeah. know. I mean, we have all kind of ills with kids shooting up the place because they have no social skills and, and violence. Here you are, you put one more. I don't know, sociologically, it's possibly comparative to pornography. You don't have the real social interaction with people. Yeah, imagine this for just a minute, if you will, Renee. Imagine uh, all of the kids that go to public schools, uh, not just in the United States, but all around the globe. Poor bastards. Poor bastards, yes, indeed. But imagine, uh, you know, they all have to say something like, uh, I pledge allegiance to the blue and orange of the United States of Walmart and to the giant parking lots for which they stand. 
One Nation, <laughs> under-cashiered, indivisible, with low prices and robots for all. What effect <laughs> do you think that would have on children being exposed to 12 years of that in public schooling? What type of children do you think would come out of the education system? Possibly like North Korea. Yeah, now now imagine what's happening to the children that are actually in public schools pledging their allegiance to an agency of coercion and violence. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Uh, Renee, I like that guy. He's, he's fun. Uh, let's move right along. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, wonderful to talk with you. And uh, hey, welcome. Did I play on the rerun yesterday? I mean, there was a yeah. wait. Wait, you actually listened to the show? I thought you just called. No, I I was waiting for my turn, and they they had my call about the czar having his church in the French Riviera. You got, and, uh, you got to hear yourself yeah. again, huh? Yeah, it's great. I must have been a great caller <laughs> to replay me. Uh, well, what happened is we had a, a series of events happen with our hosts. Uh, currently, uh, two of the hosts who are normally here tonight uh, have broken vehicles, uh, and one of us was supposed to head up the show yesterday, and uh, one of us called in, and so we just didn't have a show yesterday. It, we don't do that very often. Uh, it's not our preference to do so. Every now and again, you will hear... Uh, something pre-recorded on Free Talk Live. Uh, it just so happens to also be Liberty Forum out here in New Hampshire, so uh, all of the other folks that could have uh, participated were otherwise engaged in Liberty activities. So uh, instead, a choice. I don't know who made the choice, but congratulations. You got replayed, Sarah. Well, you mean I got picked out of all the reruns? You know, I must have been a good caller then. It was interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, anyways, I wanted to... Say that you know after putting up the speeding cameras, the the speeders that go over 25 miles, four miles per hour drop by 70 percent. Yeah, weird how that so, works, huh? Did you know that if you put uh, cameras up in daycares and let parents just remotely view the cameras in the daycares, that there's less incidence of anything of child abuse, of uh, molestation, of anything related to uh, you know uh, the dangers that somebody might have in a uh, in a daycare. Wow, that is awesome! Yeah, cameras you know are also why... cameras are also okay. a, a pillar of, of what we like to call the 1984 society, where Big Brother is always watching you, and you must live your entire life under fear of cameras at all times. Yeah, so I I tried the HB 22 House Bill 22 was to put the speeding cameras on state highways in U.S. and it, it tucked around for the first committee, and then it got stuck and uh it's pretty much like just rolled over so we got about 13 days left so it's pretty much it's i think it's pretty much done for until next year done not gonna happen okay all right well not this year all right i'm sure you'll you'll keep us up to date won't you sarah about the about the uh, session, well, yeah. especially next next year is going to be one month, thirty whole days. So there's nothing much to uh, keep track of, and it's only going to be for budget only. Mm. Believe it or not, I uh, mean, you kind of wonder why this state don't run very well. Oh, I mean, no, I know why. It's because it's a it's a horrendous 
fashion to organize people. And uh, the state doesn't have anything. It doesn't actually make anything. Uh, in order to do anything, it must first take from other people stuff that doesn't belong to them and then turn around and give it to other people in order to get their way. They do that through the use uh, of coercion, which is the threat and, of course, delivery of violence. Thank you for the call, Sarah. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. I wanted to get to number four on this list of methods other than coercion that you can influence people's behavior. Uh, Number four is disassociation. The final tool that can be used to non-coercively influence a person's behavior is disassociation. In short, you refuse to interact with them as long as they continue in the behavior you don't like or if they refuse to adopt a behavior you do like. One of the more common forms of disassociation is a boycott. Pressure groups eager to force a change in certain business practices simply stop buying that business's product. This is called a free market, by the way. hoping that the loss in revenue will prompt the business to change course. It's also known as uh, voting with your dollar. Disassociation can also be far more personal, as in the case of social ostracism. Here, a person is deliberately excluded from a community or organization on account of their undesired behavior and is only welcome back if they change their ways. Ostracism is one of the most powerful nonviolent tools in our toolkit. In fact, Threats of ostracism might even be more effective at changing a person's behavior than threats of violence. If the key to playing the sports you like, attending the church you like, or working the job you like is acting a certain way, you've got a pretty strong incentive to act that way, even if and when there's no government law or no government agencies coercing you into saying that you have to. As humans, we care a lot about how other people behave. It's only natural for social beings, and this is not a bad thing. We should care. But while it's not wrong to try and influence other people's behavior, how we go about it can make a big difference. Ideally, coercion wouldn't even be on the table. Yeah. If you're going to coerce me, do it on the floor. 603-283-6160. Why would the U.S. name a warship after a massacre? Yes, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is what it is, is what it was and what it shall be, mm-hmm. at least from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on uh, you know your local radio talk, talk station and or the internet over at Free Talk Live, LRN.FM, or your favorite podcast catcher. You can find mm-hmm. out more at freetalklive.com. As opposed to a co- uh, podcast uh, picture? Right. Yes. The the bottom, not the top. Or is it the other oh, way around? Oh, okay. Or is it the other way around? I'm, I'm pretty sure if you send the <laughs> podcast out, you're the pitcher. Okay. The pitcher, not the catcher. Well, but the app is the catcher. Right? So we're the pitcher. They're the catcher. At any rate, 
in the studio tonight. It is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. And nobody. Uh, Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you for a big favor. As you perhaps already know, Ian Freeman, the show's founder, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes, and he's facing up to 20 years in prison. And we could argue all day as to if the jury was mistaken, but that's not going to get us anywhere now. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he helps the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. Also, saying things about yourself that give your opinion weight with government workers. If you held office, if you had a stellar career, volunteer, if you were in the service, things like that would all be something to mention. Ian is a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is right. It would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison. We need these letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get the address written down just now, that's fine. All the info you need to send the letter is written down for you over at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. Help keep the founder of this program free. All right. So before we went to break, I mentioned something along the lines of, I asked a question really, of why would why would the United States, the military, name anything after a civilian massacre? Why would they do that? What what would be the point of that? Nobody. Well, they're psychopaths, so um, maybe it's just to terrify people. Yeah, I think it's to sort of put it in your face that they can. Uh, it's it's kind of like, like this doesn't really happen to people anymore, but back in the day you used to get a physical paycheck from your employer. And uh, if you read the other half of your check, not the part that you cashed to get your money, but the other half of it, you would see that the government has stolen from you Uh, And they list the many ways in which they steal from you on that other portion of your paycheck. And so it's like right in front of you. It's in your face. They're not even hiding it from you. They're like, this is how much you earned, your gross pay. And then this is how much we stole from you. And then this is how much we're allowing you to keep. It's that middle part that's really gross. It certainly is gross. So I think that they do this to rub it in your face. That's you, all of America, all of the United States, all of the world, really. They're saying, look what we can do. You can't stop us. Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. This from, it's from AA.com, whatever that means. I've never been to this site before. Uh, The headline reads, U.S. names new warship Fallujah, site of civilian massacres in Iraq. The USS Fallujah will commemorate first Second battles in Fallujah, says Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're they're naming a Navy warship Fallujah, site of wow. civilian massacres. The U.S. Navy named their next generation warship after a site made famous for civilian massacres in Iraq. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro said in a speech Wednesday at Marine Barracks in Washington, 
DC. That stands for District of Criminals. Yeah. That, I wonder if they're going to name a uh, name a ship after my lie. <laughs> right. It'd be like I don't know. It'd be like naming a uh, a stealth bomber nine eleven. <laughs> something along those lines uh, so the secretary Carlos del Toro said in a speech that the new amphibious assault ship I didn't realize ships could be amphibious but sure why not hmm. uh, was named the USS Fallujah to honor the first and second battles in Fallujah the battles during the invasion of Iraq resulted in violent clashes and civilian deaths the future USS Fallujah will commemorate the first and second battles of American-led offenses during the Iraq War. Del Toro called it an honor for the nation to memorialize Marine soldiers and coalition forces that fought valiantly and those that sacrificed their lives during both battles. The fiercest clashes that followed the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003 occurred in Fallujah. The goal of the initial Fallujah attack was to apprehend or eliminate militants responsible for the 2004 murder of four U.S. contractors. That's right. Four U.S. contractors. How is it murder if you kill people who invaded your country for no reason at all? Okay. The only excuse they had to attack Iraq was weapons of mass destruction, but weapons of mass destruction was a lie. Yes. And they knew it was a lie. Yes. When they told it. So it sounds to me like those men were killed in justified self-defense. On November 7th, as the U.S. offensive had been generally unsuccessful and its forces suffered casualties, the U.S. began the siege of Fallujah a scene of horrible killings. During Operation Phantom Fury Siege, more than 100 coalition forces were killed, over 600 soldiers were injured, and thousands of Iraqi civilians civilians mm-hmm. were killed. Well, I mean, if you, if you weren't willing to kill some civilians, you wouldn't be a very good terrorist, would you? It would be like the United States naming a warship... Uh, I don't know. What was one of the largest uh, Native American massacres? Wounded Knee. Wounded Knee, yeah. like uh, Warship Wounded Knee, right? Celebrating yeah. the number of innocent people that were massacred. You know, and the amazing thing about that is people, uh, people on the left think you can just turn in your guns and... The, and then there will be no more mass shootings. Well, huh. guess what? The worst mass shooting in U.S. history on U.S. soil was committed at Wounded Knee. And it was committed by the United States government against people who had just turned in their weapons. So they couldn't defend themselves anymore. Huh. Weird. So you mean when when government tells you to turn in your weapons that every time throughout all of history people begin to die? Oh well, I I used I used to have a, a Rastafarian buddy. He used to say to me, "When crazy white people tell you, you you don't need a gun, you need a gun." 
<laughs> uh, I just find this this whole thing insanely crazy. But uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name, please? Azra. Azra? Azba? Azra. Blue. Yeah. Right. Mira, I just want to say love is no such thing. If everyone has a different perspective and everybody looks at everything differently, there's no universally understood practice dogmatic law there's no law it depends on every cop sees different from their ethnicity mm-hmm. indoctrination um all kinds of different influences whether they're veterans or whatever yeah. and they're um you know um, you can and they're a nature nurture there's no law that's what's so scary every cop is different that scares the hell out of me that is what i that's you know everybody has a different perspective therefore there's no law yeah, there's no law, particularly for those who supposedly uh, are law enforcement officers. Uh, we've done so many articles here on Free Talk Live about still, po- police mm-hmm. abuse, how right. they abuse the privilege of, of the badge. Yeah, But that's why they all see differently, and it's because of extraneous um, circumstances outside of there. Because I find the cops that are from the same similar background or, or military life or veterans or whatever, similar upbringing, and emotional IQ and, 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 and raised to be, have a certain conscience, though not intellectual, but as far as human beings, I fare better with them than, and I'm not frightened and their behavior is markedly different from people, let's say, that come here and think that being American is being cruel and their uniform somehow gives them right to take it, mm. part in some kind of discrimination in, in implied or per, inappropriately perceived and that's American and they practice inappropriate cruelty and a, a, a racism that they think is here they can come here and take part of. I've been victimized by it. Uh, I, I mean, many it, people it, have, and I'm sorry to hear that you're victimized by it. But it comes from, it comes from, um, I went to Rutgers at 14. It comes from a delusion that people have from uh, Latin American countries, especially it's delusion. There was a book it's called the, uh, the African experience and all of Latin America, the black white person. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Um, did you, you're sitting down like, did you know the Nazi regime came from India and the Aboriginal black African people created a Nazi regime under Ganesh is the swastika, the cause of evil. Hitler stole it exactly. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah, I've heard this before, and I, I'm glad you that bring it up again. Disgusting. Yes, that is true. It's true. Under Ganesh, that the swastika is the cause of evil. It was used by Hitler, stole exactly. Only difference is prevalent. Is meth. It was created in Germany for the soldiers. They twisted them up, but it was for hunger. Right. The, the, the swastika hours. used to have a different meaning before the Nazis got a hold of it. It's, uh, it's called auspiciousness, superiority. Hmm. Natives have one, but it it means conducive to um, um conducive to well-being. The flesh has the little arrows go a different way. It's conducive to well-being. Natives have it too. Interesting. But yeah, not for the same reason. Well, right. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know when an area is going to come out of the, uh, you know, that's sickening, you know, very sickening. You got any predictions there, for I, the future? You know what? We're supposed to evolve to being telepathic, but um, every time I notice that Martin Luther King's birthday comes, there's, a, there's this, this evil and racism. I have gone all over this house. I never heard of the, what, um, that's not the way to, when anything, and you can't legislate love them with that behavior. Right, yeah. It's just not going to happen. It's going to do the reverse. You don't, 
that behavior is not mandated by Gandhi anywhere that I've read. Yep. He was bludgeoned and beat up for, you be the change you want to stand and see people doing that. That scared the hell out of me as a child. It's not going to, it's, it's going to do the opposite. You don't, I'm, I'm Muslim in, in character. I inherited peace and no compulsion. Mm-hmm. You don't ever, I don't care if people see me like me, love me, or ignore me. You can't, you don't, um, <clears throat> you don't demand sensibilities from, you can't elicit things from people that way. And you, you earn everything and you speak non-verbally also. Mm-hmm. And people are put off by behavior. It's not there for nothing. People earn a lot of their bias. They have to be honest with themselves. That is They earn a, a lot fact. of stigmatization. And you don't see them, you see their behavior. It jumps in your face before you look at the person. That is uh, excellent advice. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, be the change that you want to see in the world. I've had people ask me, they're like, how come you do this free talk live show? And like, you know, is it real? Are you, it's like, this is all me. This isn't, there's, there's nobody like, I don't do any like show prep with like coaches who are like, okay, these are the words. This isn't like free talk live. Isn't like every other, or like, especially the large medias, right? We're not owned by anyone. We're an independent show. Uh, you know, we aren't really owned by anybody. We are on other people's networks right we get broadcast on the radio so uh you know the networks have to be willing to take a risk to put us on the air and so we thank them for that but this is all me this is if you find me you know walking around the streets of uh you know Keene, new hampshire or if you bump into me at pork fest or, or fork fest for that matter every year uh yeah come and have a chat and find out for yourself other people have done so already but th- this is me this is nobody we're not really different off the air than we are on the air with the exception of, well, during beard talk live at 10 30 every Saturday, we get to cuss. Yeah. I am what I am. And that's all that I am. So, uh, I do have a bit of an update. Uh, there was a, there was a guy arrested in 2018. Uh, I think his name is Michael friend. Uh, in fact, yes, it was Michael friend was arrested in 2018 for holding up a sign that read, Cops ahead near a police checkpoint. Oh, nice. Remember remember this guy? He was a true friend. He was a true friend. A friend in need. That arrest violated his First and Fourth Amendment rights. A federal appeals court had ruled. Well, the headline here reads, Federal Appeals Court upholds the First Amendment right to warn drivers of police ahead. What does this mean to the layperson? This means that if you want to stand in front of a speed trap where a cop is you know, uh, trying to generate some revenue by issuing some tickets that force you to pay them money with a sign, a cardboard sign or any other kind of sign that says cops ahead, warning drivers of said speed trap, you are perfectly legally allowed to do so. And while I don't like the fact that people like to think that they have to be allowed to do a thing, that's, that's wrong think, that's backwards thinking, you should not have to be allowed to do something. You should be able to just do it. You should be free to do it. There should no be there shouldn't be any allowing at all. But a federal court up, upheld that a Connecticut's man's uh, First Amendment rights were violated when police arrested him for holding a sign warning drivers of police activity ahead. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit reversed a lower court decision and held that a police officer in Stamford, Connecticut, violated Michael Friend's First Amendment rights and had no probable cause to arrest him for standing on a public sidewalk 
and holding a sign that read, Cops Ahead. Hmm. Friend was standing on a sidewalk near a Stanford police checkpoint on April 12th, 2018, holding said sign when Sergeant Richard Casparino decided to butt into none of his business and approached him and took his sign. You took my sign. He did. He took his sign. And he then took he th- our jobs. And then he threatened to arrest him on top of it for holding a sign. You can't hold that sign. I will throw you in a cage, and if you resist, I purport the authority to kill you. Friend Hmm. instead made a larger sign and then moved to a different spot. Wow. (laughs) Casparino then... Man after my own heart. Yeah, right. Casparino then handcuffed and arrested Friend, who was charged with a misdemeanor interference and held on $25,000 bail. Prosecutors later dropped the charge. Friend, represented by the Connecticut chapter of the ACLU, filed a civil rights lawsuit arguing that Caspiano's seizure of his signs and his arrest violated Friend's First and Fourth Amendment rights. A U.S. Go ahead. Friends don't let friends violate their constitutional right. <laughs> uh, this guy really living up to his name. He's at least a, a friend of freedom in his activism. Uh, U.S. District Court dismissed Friend's suit in 2020, finding that Friend's sign did not discuss a topic or express his opinions on it, that Casparino had a compelling government interest in stopping Friend from spoiling the police sting, and that Casparino had probable cause to arrest Friend for returning after he told him not to. The Second Circuit Court ruled that the District Court erred in all three of those findings. Citing the 1987 Supreme Court ruling, Houston versus Hill, quote, the freedom of individuals verbally to oppose or challenge police action without thereby risking arrest is one of the principal characteristics by which we distinguish a free nation from a police state. And we have been greatly falling down in that respect. Uh, By leaps and bounds, I guess. The case will now return to the district court to consider whether Casparino is entitled to qualified immunity from friends' claims, which, I mean, of course, they're going to give him qualified immunity because they're there to protect and serve themselves, not you. In a press release, Elena Bildner, senior staff attorney for the ACLU Foundation of Connecticut and an attorney on the case, called the Second Circuit ruling a solid affirmation of the fact that people have the right to protest the police. When Michael Friend held up a sign on a Stanford sidewalk to alert people to police activity, he was well within his First Amendment rights, and the Stanford police never should have arrested him, Bildner said. This decision is good news for protesters' rights and should serve as a reminder to all police in Connecticut, well, to all police, that they cannot and should not silence speech like Mr. Friends. I don't have a lot of faith in you know, any of these findings, right? If if this were all true, then uh, all of the alphabet agencies who raided this particular studio uh, during the events known as the Crypto Six, which you can find out about at thecrypto6.com, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, would have prevented them from shutting down the studio, uh, from, you know, kidnapping people who, uh, you know, were here at the time for taking away their rights. Myself included. Yourself I included. hate it when that happens. 
The article continues, this is not the only sign-related First Amendment case that Stanford has generated in recent years. In 2018, one of friends, friends, <laughs> a friend of a friend, friend of a friend, Michael Picard, no relation to Captain Picard, was arrested by Stanford police for holding a sign outside the police station that read, F free speech, signed Stanford PD. <laughs> now, now it was the, the the word that I can't say on the radio was fully spelled out in his yeah. sign. We need those guys up here. That's what I'm saying. Uh, get out of Connecticut and come help us be free at New Hampshire, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Friend and Mr. Picard. Uh, courts have repeatedly ruled that warning drivers of upcoming police by flashing one's headlights is a form of expression and protected under the First Amendment. So if you ever drive by a an obvious speed trap where cops are, you know, sitting. Obvious speed trap is obvious. Yeah, and uh, you see some people coming the other way after you get past it. You want to flash your lights, turn them on and off at them to let them know. Uh, that apparently has been ruled uh, fine. It's just fine. Gotta like it. It's just fine. It's the same thing as free speech. Mm. And we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Uh, this is what we do. You're telling the truth, you should be able to say whatever you want. As a matter of fact, even if you're not telling the truth, because the problem is to judge whether somebody's telling the truth, um, you have to know the truth for sure. And a lot of times we don't. When they uh, threw Galileo in prison, they thought he wasn't telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Turned out he was. The... uh, and uh, the point, the the argument there was uh, he was saying that the earth revolved around the sun. Well, his contemporaries believe that the sun revolved around the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to, uh, well, to, uh, I, can't, I can't say the thing that I want to say, to uh, less educated people, uh, really educated and smart people sound like crazy people. To mm. the, the less than educated people. Well, especially because the world as it is is so insane that anyone painting an accurate picture of it sounds like a madman. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, everybody's fear of like new technology. People were afraid of email. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there were all these uh, news reports about email back in the day on television. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, what is, what, what is an at sign? What, why would anybody need to send an electronic mail? Why can't they just use the post? Like there was all this FUD, if you will, fear and certainty yeah. and doubt surrounding email. The boomers were very upset. They, like, I don't understand. We, what's the, we have to put an at sign in there and what, dot com, dot org, dot what? We don't understand. We said, okay, boomer. But it turned out that it became uh, the leading form of communication up until uh, cell phones and, you know, new apps and all that kind of stuff came forward. We are out of time. Thank you to all of our callers. Thank you to nobody for joining me on this edition of Free Talk Live. Stay tuned. In about 30 minutes, Beard Talk Live will be over at watch.freetalklive.com. Got to prepare and smoke up. Thanks and (laughs) peace.